All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the I'm a Rescue podcast. I am Tom Clark. I'm Steph Clark, and, but still uh, Steph Phillips. That's right, because we haven't done the paperwork to change your name, and why should we? Don't judge us. Uh, we have a very special guest on the podcast today. Joining us is Kimia Bapornia. Yes. Kimia is a very talented actress. Uh, I know her from uh, from comedy sports. Mm-hmm. We've done comedy sports. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, good. Thank you so much. This is very exciting. <laughs> uh, we are in Kimia's home. We are. I like, didn't know if I was gonna. I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to blow your spot. And no, be like no. you just we're, travel around. <laughs> we're <laughs> doing kind of cool. <laughs> it's ragtag here. We're a wandering podcast. <laughs> um, we, we have no home. We will come to you, folks. Um, <laughs> but she's. Say, I, I like because you were saying that uh, this table is an old roommate who moved out. Yeah. And that, that's literally like when I. Had a, I lived in Encino and I had went through about five roommates, all from like comedy sports, mm-hmm. and like it just became a museum of ex roommates stuff. That's like, very funny. Like, that was my like I had Adam Fisher's couch. I had <laughs> you know all this. Uh, I had pictures and then uh, and then stuff finally. Then I showed up and I'm like, we're getting rid of all of this. <laughs> oh, you got rid of all the memories. Wow, that's right. They are memories. That's see, that's <laughs> the way you look at it. Sweet, sweet memories. Now I'm making new memories. I guess so. Uh, so Kimia, uh, I met Kimia at Calabasas High School. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, comedy sports. I was lucky enough to teach her. I'm al- I always feel very lucky with these, being able to work, like do the high school league stuff. I worked with uh, Jessica Williams, yes. who's on The Daily Show now. And uh, it's just one of those things you, you work with people and you just know that they have I don't want to. I, don't, I hate saying the it factor. Oh, this th- is too nice anyway. So <laughs> just go all in and say yeah, all these nice you things. You have the it factor. Like, <laughs> no. I think I think I worked with. I don't know if I worked with you. I know I worked with the junior year. I think maybe your senior year. I, I think so. It might yeah. be the last two years because we had Natasha Arnold first, and then I think she got a little bit busy. And yeah, then we, like had switched I always, coaches. Oh, sorry, I always ask Tom like, just do certain people just stand out? And he's yeah, like Jessica Williams team. was one of those people where oh, I was just yeah. like, uh, I would. You know, I mean, and I worked with her and I worked with Jacob Wysocki's over mm-hmm. at UCB. And, uh, and a lot, I mean, everyone's talented, but just you just watch those guys and just, you know, we're performing in like a classroom in, in Harbor City, California. <laughs> it's sort of this makeshift uh, improv place. And, uh, yeah, they just blew me away. And the same with Kimia. So nice. Uh, very funny. <laughs> Thank so, you. Um, a few years after that, we were shooting a pilot called Oak Park, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were looking for a bad girl, a mean girl. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Kimia, Kimia isn't, is so nice, but I was like, she can play the mean girl. I'm so safe as a mean girl because <laughs> if you look at me, it's very non-threatening. No one can see me now, but I do love playing a mean girl. <laughs> right. It was very fun. We had her out on a, uh, she had to be on a boat with uh, Drew Cullinan. It, he is my nightmare, uh, but I <laughs> did love doing that on that boat. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I think there's a line that Drew and I kept it in the pilot, and Drew's like, let's go to Jamba Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Drew is the worst. <laughs> I love Drew so much, and I've known him for so long, but he really is my nightmare. Well, how is it your nightmare? He just is – He. I was also on a sketch team with him uh, for about a year and because he's at UCB now, and he just like is a madman, and he's always the same. You think there's going to be a moment when he's just like, let's see the real Drew, but you just are seeing it the whole time, just right. this like crazy – crazy man wizard and it's just like 
I if I was offered a chance to uh, like see what the inside of Drew's mind looks like, I would say pass. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's so crazy. He is truly always in the moment. There is literally nothing on his it's mind. It's amazing when he does improv. It is pure improv. It is there's no planning. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just him reacting. It's very amazing. And he <laughs> he was so funny in the pilot. Like I, I would you know someday I hope that we can do this as a as a show, but uh, but you guys were such a great duo of like <laughs> just like Laurel and Hardy sort of <laughs> yes just, he was just we're kind often of a, paired together right mm-hmm. just kind of a dope and you were kind of just bossing just him around so, yeah, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so great. do not put up with true um so yeah so you were in the pilot and then later on we started our web series the Clarks mm-hmm. and we had Kimia played a waitress mm-hmm. uh at a uh at Steph's old workplace which she hates bandits well, they're all I right shouldn't say band. <laughs> there goes our people. sponsorship with bandits <laughs> and kimmy got to act with our dog oh, uh so sweet abigail what a sweetie yeah and that's and that's how we came up with the name for the podcast i'm a rescue and then kimia wanted to achieve her dreams and go dance and then she got hit by a car oh that oh, was yeah, yeah that's right she, she not in sick. real life no, no. but yeah. through the magic of editing Matt, matthew made uh <laughs> kimmy get hit by a car and you had some, well, you did improv, uh, an improvised dance musical at Comedy Sports, yes. right? Yes. It's one of my favorite shows still that I've ever done. Stardom. Stardom. The best show ever. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. One. Yeah, sort of like fame. Like and a, Center Stage, yeah, at, yeah. We would do like a teen soap opera at a dance school. Right. And then when we had too many feelings, we would dance. <laughs> dance it out. <laughs> when we had too many feelings, yeah, we would we'd do a dance, yeah. a feelings dance. That's awesome. Yeah. And you and Drew was in that with you. Drew was in that with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we could. I don't know. I'm. Do you know Drew's dad yes. is the guy yes. who didn't hand over the envelope? Do you know that was the hardest <laughs> secret to keep? Because we were on a sketch team oh, together in, in that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the year of the Oscars, <laughs> oh, Drew's dad uh, was the guy who didn't <laughs> hand over the envelope to Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. <laughs> Guess gotta get Drew on here to talk about how he survived that. I I do want to have Drew on to discuss that because <laughs> that I remember because I didn't realize it at the time, but I remember looking at the guys like that oh, looks like an older Drew Cullinan. Yeah, really? Did you really think that? I, I did because looking, I was like, no way. And then like years later, they had like a big expose on it in Hollywood Reporter. And I was like, oh, that was his dad. Yeah. And uh, I just can't imagine being because I mean he was getting harassed and. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously the internet is a vicious beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, did, what did it? <laughs> it was a bummer. We kept that secret for a while because we were on the same sketch team that year. And yeah. I just made sure not to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Drew was not going to talk about it. Right. Uh, Where is they're he fine at? now. Is he fine with it now? I'm sure they're fine now. Yeah, they're yeah. totally fine. People it's, forget about it. People things. forget. It, yeah, it's like, like it's I can't a, remember what year that was. They can't now. even get a it was host. Like two years ago. Yeah, they can't even get a host for the Oscars. Like it's falling apart. It's fine. It, it's, it's over yeah, for them. It's over. The Oscars is done. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I maybe I don't. I should ask Drew if he wants that in the podcast. But he's yeah, he's fine with it. <laughs> he's not, he's <laughs> not listening. <laughs> We're in the early stages of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, yeah, so then from there, so yeah, I sort of want to find out about because uh, your career is just in the last uh, three years or two years, it's really just sort of blown up. Yeah. And uh, I just sort of wanted to find out. Uh, well, first of all, like in high school, uh-huh. how did you consider yourself? I mean, obviously you're in drama. Was what was your sort of your personality in high school? Mm, I honestly do think I was um, mostly the same. Like I have, I have the same 
interests that I had when I was in high school. My room is decorated the same and is exactly the same room. We are sitting in my parents' house. They moved to Vegas, but now I have roommates in this house. So, like, my environment hasn't really changed, and I don't think myself has changed. Like, I first did improv in fourth grade uh yeah and it was because i was so shy that my dad signed me up for classes and was like you're gonna learn how to talk to people uh and take this improv after school class and then i loved it but in middle school my dad wouldn't let me do theater stuff Mm -hmm. uh i had to do why uh because he thought it was like my parents are Persian, so they're like, this is not a job. Like, be, uh, right. performing is not your hobby. And also, <laughs> I was, like, really good at math. So they're like, why don't you do this thing that could turn into a job? So they put me in a math robotics academy in middle school. And for sixth grade and seventh grade, I, like, programmed Lego robots. And I was, like, doing, like, junior engineer stuff. Oh, my god! Taking advanced maths, which I loved. Uh, and then in eighth grade, my dad said that I could choose if I wanted to continue in the robotics or, like, go do performing arts for my final year and I switched to going into performing arts at Millican Middle School because they have like basically different concentrations in middle school it's like a college in middle school you could be in a math or a science academy or a performing arts academy really cool school uh and so I went to performing arts in my eighth grade year and then I was like yeah uh math is cool but I would rather do all this stuff so like going into high school I was immediately just trying to do Mostly improv because I remember from like fourth grade and fifth grade and everything in eighth grade that it was just like mo- the most freeing and to just be like stupid and silly was like more rewarding to me. Yeah. Uh, it's such an opposite thing of like robotics and yeah. then being stupid and silly. Yes. Like, uh, were, were you always sort of just. You said, your dad said you were shy when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So did that sort of fade away once you got to high school? or? Uh, definitely. As soon as I took all these, like, I did plays in elementary school. And even when I was in math robotics, uh, it, at the uh, Lego competitions that we would enter, there were multiple categories. So it was, like, how well your robot performed. But then also you had to do, like, a presentation to theme. And I was, like put myself in charge of writing the presentations and I wrote like these like sketches and made everybody do these like funny presentations. <laughs> all these like scientific Yes, all of guy. my nerdy yeah. sixth grade robotics friends doing like silly like I watched a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway because it was like the only improv on right. TV when yeah. I was in middle school yeah. which is so silly to think about now even though that show is still on It's still now. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... the only, it's funny that there really is no improv show that's worked mm-hmm. I mean, except for Whose Line maybe like Impractical Joe a little bit but that yeah. catching that spontaneity i think is so hard yeah and making it interesting to watch there's that true tv show where it's an improv show but then they use stand-ups instead of improvisers oh, i don't yeah, know the, about this what is that uh it? it's called i forget what it's called it's like uh. it's like basically the comedian three comedians and they sort of roast each other and then they they're sort like of doing play comedy like, sports games. yeah they basically it's oh. like comics who it sh- clearly should be improviser i mean you can Weird. do both yeah. but because I, I think com- stand-ups and st- and uh kimia took my stand-up class i did it was, was the best she was very funny Thank my you. favorite joke that she had was uh <laughs> i'm uh what did somebody said uh you're Somebody wanted to say that you were ethnically ambiguous. Ambiguous. And then they said instead of ethically ambiguous. <laughs> no. And she's like, child soldiers? What? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> and then we had you go to that. You did that charity show yeah, for we us had, for a did, 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 yeah. And your dad came out he for He did. Yeah. So sweet. What a cute man. <laughs> He is so supportive. He's of supportive you. now. See, I abandoned math. And then he was like, well, I guess this is what we get. Yeah. Is wow. he's so, um, 
So just to continue. So yeah, yeah. so you overcame that you you sort of uh, you were doing the um, the plays and stuff mm-hmm. at Cal- Calabasas and um, and what was your dad's thoughts on like, okay, you're senior. What's the plan? Did he ask you that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course. Well, my parents were actually most concerned about if I was going to stay in LA for college, they were just really pushing that I don't move away, but that's like classic person parent thing (laughs) to do. And then they left. And then they left me (laughs) three years ago to go to Vegas. Look at that. Um, tricksters. Yeah, Yeah, they are. They were, yeah, they were trying real hard to get me to stay, but I, I did stay, but not because they wanted me to, because they toured school and I chose UCLA anyway but when I was applying I did tell them like you guys I'm gonna do theater because I do think that like with a blanket theater degree versus a blanket math degree when I graduate I have blanket no jobs available like true for like does it really matter I could be like a teacher with either degree not even I'd have to go to grad school to learn how to teach both of those things so I was like might as well just like keep doing this thing that has like brought me joy and like mild success if you can measure success in high school <laughs> in the high school terms what'd you win in high school uh what did i win what, what did you uh, win i got to do the graduation speech that's a win oh my to gosh. me well because i wasn't the valedictorian or salutatorian i did have good grades just want everybody to know that but not enough because <laughs> so many people were at that school but there's an at-large speaker where you could like write a speech and you basically auditioned for the english teachers and they chose a person and i got to do the at-large speech so that's a win there the at-large speech is at, at the graduation mm-hmm. oh, they're wow. all at the graduation so the valedictorian goes salutatorian goes and then the at-large speaker wow mm-hmm. that, that seems to that seems more nerve-wracking than doing stand-up is oh really that, for you no or, or no yeah. i was pumped to do it i think well at that point at like because it was senior year and it was end of the year and like throughout uh high school sophomore year junior year, and senior year i would like host different random events at calabasas anyway oh, wow. like wow. the student government just like asked me and uh, my uh, now roommate and best friend since fifth grade, Sophia Grosso, who yeah. also went to Calabasas. We were like the duo because they go to comedy sports, high school league kids to like host stuff. And Sophia and I were like in tr- like the managers right, right. at our school. And so they w- and so we would just host like the lip sync battle at school or like right. the dance concert. And well, so, she, she is so funny, too. Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, yeah, I, I think it's a matter of time for her too to to get mm-hmm. a get a break. But she was always very, I mean, the two of you together, it's sort of like a Laverne and Shirley sort yes. of sort of vibe, or like Tina Fey, Rachel Dratch, if we want <laughs> to update exactly, the reference. That's yeah. exactly it. Sophia's Rachel Dratch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she's so funny oh, and, yeah. and so and curly haired mm-hmm. and like you, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's really the key. If you're yes, gonna hang out with Kimia, curl curl up the hair, folks. <laughs> Um, so you, uh, so you were doing, uh, so you, so you did the speech Mm -hmm. and was there a moment in the speech that you're really proud of or a line or something that you remember? Oh, uh, the, I did do like a full paragraph run on puns that were (laughs) books that were required reading in high school, but it was like all puns of like motivational puns. This is, I mean, it's my least favorite thing to plug because it's a thing that everyone digs up on their own, but Mm -hmm. it, my speech is on YouTube. (laughs) Oh really? really? Yeah. Uh, we should show it. And after well, this. well viewed. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think mostly my English teachers from <laughs> high school still watch it and go, "Look at this. Wasn't that right. fun?" 
<laughs> what was one of the puns or uh, a couple of the puns? Oh, uh, oh, I remember one was, uh, and we are all now Huckleberry finished with high school. Bad. <laughs> uh, they're all like that. We all got perfect scarlet letter grades. It was like stuff oh like that. Gosh. I was just like shoehorning into the books right. <laughs> to talk about our high school experience. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's very, that's, that's comedy sports experience that is, right there. That's that is. right. We should go back to Calabasas, have a showcase. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah we, they got a, oh my gosh. Redo the speech. Oh, man. Their theater is amazing. They're, yes. They have, and they have two, like a nice, real nice black box theater. Mm-hmm. And, and you still sort of teach, you sort of help uh, them out. With- this year I don't. Last year was my final year helping uh, with comedy sports because they practice on Tuesday nights. And that's when Abby's was taping. So I couldn't help them out this year. And that's right. That, and so, yeah, NBC. So, uh, Kimmy is on a new show on NBC Segway. called Abby's. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, I want to start getting into that. So after a little sort of speed through uh, college, you're, you're, you're out there in the real world now. You've got your mm-hmm. uh, theater degree. Yes. Now what, now what happens? Uh, I guess right after college, I was like, just had to get a bunch of odd jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you it worked, was, yeah, you worked at a bakery, right? I did. I worked at a custard shop uh-huh. uh, here in Sherman Oaks. I also taught swimming to kids i tutored sats because i also got good sat scores so i could have done that as a job uh i know (laughs) see too smart so wasted my mom still says my mom still says (laughs) as you're getting your emmy award Uh, so she should be focused oh that's when you bring back the speech yeah yeah yeah. mom watch this yeah (laughs) puns are coming here we go Uh, uh, what else did I do? Oh, I did Story Pirates, which I love. That was oh, Story like, Pirates. The uh, how did that's where you act out the things, or you help kids write both. Okay, it's the it's my favorite job that I still do now. Like uh, I because you get to fill it out based on your own availability to go do shows at schools. But we take stories written by kids and we turn them into a show. Uh, for the kids back at their own school and then also we do workshops where we go teach the kids how to write stories and they're like stories based on whatever they want so Mm. it's like sometimes kids who never ever write ever in that class will write during story parts workshops it's really rewarding it's my favorite job that I got to do uh so I I think that's a nice thing about seeing I think that's one hard thing with writing is for kids to understand but when they see it actually like, wow this is like the fruits of my labor yeah. and this is what it ends up being mm-hmm. i think that is a cool i think more schools should actually be yeah that yes. sounds like a great program who does that uh the story parts that's, that's the company, company. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. we're in new york and la and we'll go to any school it's also a non-profit so we do benefit to raise money for a lot of schools that can't afford us to visit uh wow yeah it's really the best and we give the kids all the credit when we go back and do the show we like tell say that they're the author and like give them big rounds of applause sometimes we nice. interview them after the stories like they feel really like, cool bring about them on stage and yeah 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 what was your motivation behind mm-hmm. this that's awesome yeah and uh and that's cool that like even with your success that you still i think that's a, that's one great thing about you is that you still make time for other people like it's not all about you oh yeah i or, could never do that yeah. yeah and that you're still helping out other people and especially yeah and i think especially because you you got so much out of the creative oh yeah process that you want to giving it back to other kids you mm-hmm. know that maybe wouldn't even think about it as a profession yeah i, I think that's you know, there's a few schools I teach at. Like Narbonne is a good example where Jessica and Jacob went. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the most artsy school. I think they have a great football program or something. But I think that's one thing I enjoy with comedy sports is that it, it does reach out beyond just 
you know, the rich suburbs or whatever. It's mm-hmm. going into, you know, areas that don't, that really can benefit from it and, and exposing kids to, to great improv. I think it's just such a great tool for kids. To totally. Learn. Um, but so, the, so you're doing all these odd jobs yes. and mm-hmm. do you get an agent? Do you start auditioning? What, or uh, I got a, I was doing these things that are illegal now, acting workshops, Oh yeah, yeah. casting director <laughs> workshops, which like the mayor shut down, I guess. Cause he thought it was like pay to play. We were like paying to get parts, but it's not really it. I think it was more helpful than anything. I think maybe some of them were a handful of them might've been evil places that sucked up your money to like pretend to promise you like bookings on tv shows but mostly it was like a way to uh meet a casting director and like learn about what not to do in an audition and how not to be a weirdo (laughs) you like go in it was really helpful and they did q a's and they gave like great advice and i was just doing a handful of those because i was had no representation i didn't know what to do when i graduated uh do you what was can i ask what the casting workshop was oh yeah i did the aaron krebs workshops oh yeah yeah i've heard uh he's great too because he's just he was uh an improviser and improv teacher from the west side comedy theater mm-hmm. and just anyone any actors that were like in his classes or that he met through doing improv he'd put him on a listserv and like he had been an actor for a while so he had these uh relationships with casting directors so he would just ask him to come in and it was like definitely not anyone ripping us for money he was like a really nice safe space where we could learn more things about how to audition <laughs> that's right. so crazy because i remember that happening and yeah then how you have just a different perspective on it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no and i think it was they, they were legit i mean they were a chance to get in front of these cats if you didn't have an agent you right. know you're kind of screwed because you can't go in to these agents and the only way they can see is through these casting workshops mm-hmm. so it does it it really it does stink that they got rid of them you know and i'm sure there are a handful that were helpful and beneficial and then there are some that take advantage and yeah. are there to get your money you right know, that's with anything though. well you you went in for that agency to be like an assistant yeah and and then somebody anonymously emailed stuff and from was the like, office don't do this it's yeah. a scam and oh they're gonna, no yeah and yeah. uh she i was like all it. right i guess i won't do it well those exist too so i'm right maybe that was real and someone saved your life right uh it's, <laughs> it's like those mall ones <laughs> yes the like, mall ones aren't <laughs> the worst <laughs> they're so creepy they're like your kid's gonna be a star yeah and it's like got like little cutout stars and you're like, well, they got a s- cutout star there, but <laughs> obviously legit. Um, so you, uh, so you did these I casting was doing workshops. Those, and then uh, I would pick the casting workshops where um, you could bring in your own scenes uh, mm-hmm. because I went to a couple where they give you the scenes when you get there. And I was like, this is weird. Cause uh, I'm I'm small and I sound like a 12 year old boy in a cartoon. So like I wasn't gonna fit these like random sides that they had to fit like the broad mold of most people. And I was like right. pretty aware that I was I don't know not weird but not regular. I don't know how you, to you don't want to be auditioning for like Rachel from sure, Friends. Sure, I'm like, not a Rachel. It's from not Friends. a realistic yeah because yeah. they just give you yeah i always felt like that too and i do acting and it's like here's a scene f-, you know it's like they just sort of give you these generic mm-hmm. not generic but like these classic scenes it's like i'd rather go in with my own right yes thoughts. make it your own yeah because yeah. i knew i understood these things in a different way like i knew how to uh be sad or break up with someone but i do it in a way that is different than i would see written uh in scripts that were passed out or whatever. (laughs) So I would just go to the ones where you could bring your own scene. And one of my uh, teachers in college told me that you could just write your own stuff for auditions and no one would even know. And if they ask you who wrote it, say my friend. And then that's true. It's fine. And it was like a way to set yourself up. So I just like 
write a scene that's a scenario that I knew would make me look really good. And so I would go oh <laughs> my gosh, these so casting smart. workshops. Yeah. And so I did uh, one of these scenes that I wrote in one workshop and this other actor in the class was like, hey, that was so great. Like, you should meet up with my manager. And so I did. And I was like, oh, my first manager. I like just graduated college. And then this woman was like terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I met with this woman and she was awful. She uh. like had her dog in a stroller. That should have been my first <laughs> red flag there. Uh, she didn't want to see any like clips of any work that I had or anything. Right. She was just like, you're small and you smile a lot. We can really do something with this. I, like, okay. <laughs> I didn't sign any papers, but she was like calling me. I auditioned to be on Scandal as like a foreign interpreter. Oh my god! I was like, I would never be that just because I like spoke persian she was like oh let's send her in for that but i could not even imagine an episode of scandal where they like pan across a courtroom and then i'm sitting there next to some persian diplomat i'm like yes mr Sa- uh, mr saeed has just uh, requested a i don't even know i can't even <laughs> so like that and so i like was missing some audition i was basically booking out for everything because i didn't know how this worked and i was just over communicating to over communicate to like <laughs> like i'm going i'm going to starbucks right now sort of. <laughs> i was like i'm teaching for story pirates from 10 to 11 but i'm free the rest of the day and basically like in <laughs> one of my chains of emails she never said like this is too much or anything like that she was just like you're booking out too much for someone with no credits oh like my God. we're done <laughs> nice <laughs> oh yeah. gosh just like tell me that i didn't need to tell you every moment of my day <laughs> <laughs> I love like, your booking out by the hour. I didn't know what to in do. In the bathroom till about 10, 10, 15. Good article on Medium. But that sounds like, I, sounds, I wouldn't know either, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. If someone's not there to tell you how to do it. It's, yeah, you know? I, I think that's the thing with like, with show business is nobody wants to tell you or I guess people just think it's obvious and, yes. and people are kind of jerks uh, <laughs> some people right. are and like you said you run into good people like Aaron Krebs with his uh, workshop yes. um, and and you run into people that are that just don't know how to communicate and mm-hmm. just they have their dog in a stroller yeah I love this woman yes. so dramatic and she's just she, like no that's it we're yeah. done with you I also was only doing this because I like like following the rules and I don't like getting in trouble so I was just like trying to do my best right. job right. at being like I'm mostly free but here's times when I'm not is this what you need for me right. she was like no we can't work together bye right. and I was like left without it's anyone it's like a blessing yeah. though right it was I was like she didn't get me anyway she didn't like watch anything I ever did she didn't it just was like yeah but it's a shiny object when you just graduate college and someone's like oh, I'll be your manager and then you, she I actually went out on stuff too so it wasn't That's like awesome. a big hoax or something but was that it didn't mostly, go anywhere was it mostly <laughs> dramatic or was it um, a variety it was it was mostly it was like no it was all random it was a random variety and I did get a call back for the middle or something okay. where I was like this validates me but she didn't see it that way and was like bye anyway yeah uh, that it is, was fine <laughs> that is a hard thing with uh I I've been lucky I've been with the same agent since I moved out here so I came out here in 01 so I've been with the same guy since uh till now nice. I think I left him for about a year and and that is a hard thing because it's like you, you don't yeah you don't get called in or you, yeah you feel like oh i i went in i got a call back mm-hmm. and it's like we don't care it's yep. like we want money to show up in our in our uh mail right so it's and i've been lucky with my agent is that he's through thick and thin he's stuck by me and that's that, great that's a hard thing to find 
Um, so you left this manager. I did. I left this manager. And then I was just like, had, I was like, I'm never again just randomly meeting someone. So I just decided to like keep doing the improv and sketch stuff that I was doing. And then I was and like, you, ultimately people will come to shows. And you're doing comedy sports and UCB. Comedy sports and UCB and IO. Rest in peace at the time. I was like dabbling there. I, I, uh-huh. We miss you, IO. We miss you, IO. Uh, <laughs> and then, so I was just doing shows and taking classes. And I was mm-hmm. like, this should pay off somehow. Um, and it was going well for shows and stuff. And um, I was were, like... Were you moving up? Like, uh, So you were going, you finished off the workshops at UCB and now mm-hmm. you were, you're in like... A, and then I was... And then I got on Mod like three years ago, I think. Explain what Mod is. Mod is a sketch night at UCB. So Monday nights is Herald Night, which is uh, an improv form. It's called the Herald. So it's called Herald Night. And then... To be cute, they named Sketch Night, which is Wednesday's Mod Night. So, like, mm-hmm. Harold and Mod. Uh, that's uh-huh. why it's called that. And I think that's what that's sort of what Jessica Williams did, too. She sort mm-hmm. of worked her way up to the sketch team and was doing that. And then... Yeah, Wysocki, too. Jacob yeah. did the same thing. Um, so you're doing the Mod Night. And, yes. And just sort of working hard. Mm-hmm. And just doing that. And then meeting people through UCB and comedy sports. And then like you guys had that pilot. I did the Oak Park pilot with you guys or like anyone at UCB would be like, be in this video. And so I was just like doing stuff with anybody who asked because I performed with them and was doing shows. And then um, <clears throat> Alexa Simpson, who we all know, yeah, from, from comedy, comedy sports, sports yeah. also is a story pirate. And so I knew her from those two places and she recommended me to her manager. And then, uh, uh, he's the manager that I've been with since and he was wow. great because he had like he actually wanted to see videos he like had a phone interview he lives in Canada but he's real I promise uh, <laughs> where's his dog uh, he doesn't have a dog but it's not a stroller thank goodness uh, but I have never like seen the man in person wow it is very funny it's like uh, Charlie's Angels yeah he yeah. Is. Like he's, he's Charlie yeah <laughs> He's great though. And, At what uh, part of Canada is he up in Toronto or? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's you like know, the breakfast no, 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 club. No, no, he's in Vancouver. He's... Vancouver. Okay, so yes. West Coast. All right. Yes, he's on our time zone ish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I know a lot about this guy. Right, um, and Vancouver is a great place because they shoot a ton of stuff up there. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's like the Hollywood of Canada. That's right. No, he lives right. in the Hollywood of Canada. <laughs> That's good enough. Right. So did you get a good feeling about him because he asked for, you yes. know. Yes. And also Alexis everything. is great. And she was telling me a bunch about him. Uh, yeah. And Alexis is, a, is, a, is I don't want to call her cynical, but she's she's a person that sort of, she doesn't just rush into anything. Right. She's, she's a little bit tough. She'll look into stuff. And yeah. she like. So you knew it was legit. Cause um, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's she's and she was in o, she was in the O.J. Simpson uh, she was? miniseries. She yeah. was oh, really yeah, cool. She was a fact a checker of like oh yeah didn't like a she reporter. yeah didn't she darken the cover or the the yeah. O.J. Simpson cover was darkened by time or something she figured it out. That's right. And it's a That's very funny. pivotal role uh, <laughs> in the series, and she killed uh, Nicole Simpson. No, <laughs> that was a big twist. Alexis did it. But, uh, Alexis Simpson. It all makes sense. It does. Oh. Yeah. I've gotten way off track here. That's okay. The track was that that then I got this manager and then I've been with this guy ever since and I got an agent just two years ago because I tested for a pilot and then I, I like had to get an agent to negotiate a contract. Okay. And so that was like a good opportunity to up into like grandfather myself into getting a good agent because when there is a deal on the table they'll be like mine 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 oh uh, yeah so <laughs> did is, the stroller is, lady come back? No she, she didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what come she here. thinks of me now. 
she's, I just she's wish seething. she's like sitting. Oh, she's rock, just like, rocking oh, the baby. What the, did I do? She's gonna watch Abby's premiere. Right. Just like yeah, cradle, Cru- cradle glass. It was just so not nice. The email she sent me. I haven't even sent her an email back that was like, I apologize for my multiple emails. I you should let me know if this my schedule just isn't working out. And I was like. I should have just been like, bye, but I right. felt so bad. You gotta, you gotta save that email. You gotta. That's I, a, it's probably in my email. I don't yeah. delete emails. That's a good, uh, that's a good couch interview thing on Fallon. Sure. Or something. Bring the, uh, <laughs> bring the letter rejection email. Yeah. Um, so, um, so with the agent though, I, I always feel that's a little bit hard because now you feel like, well, this agent's just jumping on board. So did, did you oh, sort of test the waters yes. with that? It was also a name it? that I had heard before, like Andy Crocker, who we all know through comedy sports also. Yes. I had, she also went to UCLA and was, I was like calling her when I graduated because she's a casting director and I was just like, help me with this stuff. And she was so helpful mm-hmm. with phone calls and things like that. And she had mentioned <clears throat> this guy's name. So I was like, when it appeared, on my manager's recommendation list of people to reach out to. I was like, well, I trust my manager and I trust Andy, so let me meet with this guy. And right. uh, he was great, and he's still my manager now, and I have no complaints. Still with, your agent. Uh, agent. agent, yeah. yeah. You guys, you get it. I get it. <laughs> I, under, I understand show business. You get show business. Um, that's on my uh, business card. I understand I under- <laughs> show business. <laughs> good. So, um, Very good. So now you, so you tested for a pilot. So this mm-hmm. pilot didn't get picked up. Do you want to say mm-hmm. what it is? Oh, or? I can, yeah. It was, uh, it was called Type A, and it was an Eva Longoria pilot from two years ago okay. and it was actually like a big thing where I tested for this pilot and like everyone like director producer writer like approved me and we're like we pick Kimia and then like network was like great fine we pick her too and then studio was waiting on it and then I had to retest again oh, and it was like a retest where uh casting was like send us pictures of clothes that you have and we're going to tell you what to do with your hair so it was like a randomly tailored yeah. retest where they were like trying to make me look the most appealing for studio to approve <laughs> and so i retested and then i got a call like a week later they fully used the whole like six days of their hold because mm-hmm. when you're testing you're on a hold or you can't do any other jobs for like six days until someone makes up their mind and then uh on like the final day they were like so they changed the part it's now like a late 30s early 40s heavy set woman and i was like well okay well <laughs> it's just like fine and that's what happened and was uh, that was that heartbreaking or was no, that no i was just like because yeah, i can't blame myself for that i like sure. everybody tried to help me get this job and i did my best and then they changed it to a thing that wasn't me and that's fine Right. Uh, I it, can't control do you ever feel, like that. Do you ever feel nervous when you're testing or you're just like, I just own what what I do and I either they pick me or they don't? I do feel mostly that, but also a little bit nervous because it's like a thing. You always feel nervous when you're like, I really want to get this thing because it's a job that I would like to have. Right. Um, but it is... Uh, I do go into it being like, this is all I am. This is all I can do because it's more forgiving after the fact. Right. Uh, if I put too much pressure on myself beforehand, then it's like too hard afterwards. Right. If I just go in and I'm like, this is all I got. And hopefully that's what they want. Then I feel better after it's like a coping mechanism for myself, yeah. but it's also makes it easier to go in on audition. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, it's funny. I, I watched, uh, I was lucky enough. I went to a, a thing for Barry on HBO and it, Henry Winkler was there you know, Henry Winkler has been around forever, mm-hmm. you know, and acting forever. And he talked about how he auditioned for Barry. He said it went great. And he was just like, wow, perfect. Like, 
whatever happens happens mm-hmm. but he's like i did a great and then he's like hey you know uh bill Hader wants you to come in again and read and he's like no i just did such a great job it's like i'm gonna screw it up if i go back and i'm like here's a guy who's been doing it for 50 years and he still feels that same yeah pressure that an actor mm-hmm. you know that's been doing it a few years and he's been doing it 50 so i thought that was sort of an encouraging thing to hear is just oh, yeah. like you always are just sort of like and i think we've all experienced that as you go in for that first audition and you do great and then you go in for that second it's like i gotta do this again and i gotta do it and you do it great and then it's like wait again like how many were there how many uh for that for the type a pilot i think i did the same sides four three or four times wow and it does feel weird especially as uh an improviser maybe you guys can attest to this where Mm -hmm. it's like because you since we do improv and everything is new and different every time i like feel weird doing making the same choices on the same lines i would even do this in plays in high school i'd be like i just did it that way i can't do it that way again but -hmm. like that's what you have to do in auditions especially in like a testing setting and i was like that was the hardest thing for me to not get bored with the way i was doing it and like be okay with being like they want me to do it that same way and that's okay (laughs) right yeah Yeah. you have to kind of re-cheat your brain yeah yeah, was that so you just sort of like I had an, a voiceover audition today and it was like that where it was like, you know, read it this way, read it that way. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like, OK, do what you just did, but do it again. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, crap. Like that was fun the way I did it. Now I got to remember, you know, so how to have fun again. Right. I mean, but, you do stand up. That's like the hardest thing. Yeah. And that's to, re- and to me because of repeating yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah. And acting like it's fresh. Yes. Yeah. And I think you find for me with stand up, it's like you find like what are what caused you to think this or what what's inspiring. So sometimes when I work off the crowd, I can that helps me as far as making it seem more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. To, what do you find with acting as far as making the performance more? Uh, well, doing a scene with actual other people, certainly. But yeah, it's like I don't even think about it when another person is there and we're doing it for real. But mm-hmm. for in an audition setting, you just have to think. I just like have to be like, it's OK that you're doing it the same I just have to give myself the permission to be like, this is what they want. Don't get fancy. Don't get <laughs> just fancy. Just do it again. <laughs> that's, a good, that's good advice. Don't get Don't fancy. Don't get fancy. Just do yeah. it again. <laughs> that should be on your business card. It should. Don't get fancy. <laughs> and I know show business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so you audition, so it doesn't happen. That, yeah. And, yeah, I always feel – I always sort of get mad at, like, the – like the network or whoever uh-huh. turns you down, you're kind of like, you sons of bitches, you don't know me. <laughs> it's like, but it's like, cause you take it as a reflection sometimes on yourself. Like bit. you take it personal sure. and it's like, it's a, it's sort of a business decision. It I is guess. very business. That's why this was like easy to not take personally. Cause I was like, most people approved. And then one person very high up decided to change the entire character. So make more work for everyone who had already approved me. So I was like, well, jokes on you guys. <laughs> you just like right. made it harder for yourselves. Right. And it's fine because I came out of it with an agent, which was good for career moves, I guess. And then like, and they stuck by you after that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They were still, uh, <clears throat> they were still down. And then um, the casting director for that pilot is uh, Jeff Greenberg, who does Modern Family. And oh, then yeah. he was, like, a big fan of me from then. And then I got to go in for him a bunch. It was ultimately, like, a good thing to do. I, I went in for Jeff Greenberg for Modern Family. I, that audition room is so in, 
intimidating. That's what everybody says. Because it's just headshots of everyone who's booked a role. That's true. In on the show, <laughs> so you just look at the wall and like all these people did it. Why can't you? <laughs> so That's I, so funny. I didn't even think of it that way. I went in and I was like, look at all my friends on the wall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, you have such a much better approach. You need to, to be more positive, Tommy. <laughs> what was it? Don't get fancy. Yeah, yeah. Don't, get don't get fancy. Don't even look at the wall. Don't Whatever. <laughs> Have like horse blinders on or something. Yeah. So then after that, your you, auditions really took off, yes, right? Yes. And then I had like two people helping to get me jobs, and I had a little bit of hype because I like had tested for a pilot, which makes people be like, oh, maybe we should watch this actor do stuff and call him in. Right. So uh, yeah, then I was just like auditioning more regularly. Like I'd have a bunch of auditions a week, and that's what I would do in between teaching swimming. Oh wow. <laughs> which is. I, yeah, I was just looking back at my Google Calendar because I put everything in there, my Google Mm -hmm. Calendar from like two years ago, and I was like, I had like seven plus things on a day every day, and it... (laughs) What is it? Seven? Like more than seven things that I had to wow. do. Wow. And I was like, I kind of miss that. Uh, but also, I don't know if I do. Um, <laughs> so I saw, I was looking up, you were in something with Brie Larson, right? Oh, yes. That I, she directed? Uh, yeah, she directed a movie called Unicorn Store. And that mm. was, I think I did that also maybe two or two and a half years ago. I was like on a trip to sweden with sophia and Haley, my curly haired uh trio and we were traveling uh just for fun because we found really cheap tickets and then that was like right after i had gotten a manager so i was like hey cool i have a manager but also i'm going out of town and he was like great take a camera and so we were just like self-taping things all throughout sweden and when i landed back like unicorn store was one of the self-tapes i did and i was like that's cool fine wow it was very funny uh and i never thought that movie would would come out but now i think it's gonna come out on netflix in april, in april. Think, oh yeah. cool yeah yeah um so and that's amazing and were you a brie larson fan or i uh, yeah i mean i had seen room oh yeah we've all seen room. Yeah. we've all seen room only once why would you watch room twice <laughs> yeah why would you be like i'm just gonna watch this every i'm week. gonna watch room again because <laughs> it was so fun right. um <laughs> if, if somebody's watched room more than once yeah step away yeah maybe our podcast listeners that's like what they do (laughs) right yeah that's like their star wars i don't know anyways Um, it was really cool uh and i was only in like two scenes of that movie we shot like two days here in sherman oaks up in franklin canyon because it was like a a camp uh like a teen camp Mm -hmm. i was a teen in a teen camp anyway uh watch that movie maybe i'm cut who knows uh but it was fun to do and that was like the first Big ish thing that I did. This is after Modern Family. This or? is no Modern Family was just uh, this past year. Wow, actually, okay. um, which was really cool to do. That was I did that after auditioning and being pinned for like seven other things at Modern Family, okay. which is just like this is just the life, I guess. You just like keep going in for people. I hate I hate the terms they use of pin. I know, like you're pinned for the role. Don't tell me, like I don't. Just tell me when know. I got it. I right. need to know that just, I almost got it. <laughs> Exactly. Do it's you like, like yeah. learn what it means as you go? Because like, yes, I don't ask questions. Also, you're just like, oh yeah, I'm pin. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I think I get what that. Yeah. There, yeah, because I've gotten like first choice or something. Your Last first week cho- it was your what? What did, what did uh, I say to you? It was like you. I booked a role on uh, Euphoria on HBO. Nice. I play a biology teacher. Uh, <laughs> it's very great. First pick, I think they said. Yeah, it's for your first pick, and Ooh. it's like. That sounds good, but it's like, how about you got it and yeah, be yeah. there Thursday? You know, I, I just, the like, pinned drives me nuts. It's terrible, yeah. and I didn't need to know. Right. Um, but they tell you every time. Yep. 
They yeah. also don't tell you when you're unpinned. Right. It could be like a week later and they're like, oh yeah, that shot Friday. Did nobody tell you? And I'm like, no, I was kind of waiting at home all day sitting next to my phone. Right. Like you, you could be pinned on so much you don't know right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No idea. And you're just refreshing your email. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe Somebody send up. me something, yeah. please. Uh, yeah, uh, that is rough. But mm-hmm. so, um, so you're, you're, you, you booked the unicorn mm-hmm. store. You're and I was just auditioning a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, including for Modern Family and stuff like that that I finally got last year. And then... You were like a roommate, right? Or, or I was... Uh, no, I was actually uh, Phil Dunphy's bully at work. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I own like a magic shop. Or he owns a magic shop, and I own like a board game shop next door to his magic oh, wow. shop. And uh, I bully him at work. <laughs> I he, can see that. He is such a great actor. I feel like he mm-hmm. he is so much fun. I think he was I so fun. Think. Did that feel so, like so a fun. cool moment? Like one like the top. It was. It moments. was really really cool. Also, I got to play a mean person again. Right. Right. You guys get oh, it. Uh, you Tally. see how to cast me. Tally from Oak Park. Yes. We called it. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. That's uh, awesome. Uh-huh. Especially yeah, that's such a great role for you as the bully. Yes. Uh, yeah. Especially I'm bully. small and uh, non-threatening, but to be a, I could still be a bully. Like right. can st- I can still be feared. <laughs> especially bullying Phil Dunphy because oh. he's such a um, he's such a great actor. I think he's so. Un- yeah. I can't wait to see, see him do other other stuff after modern family mm-hmm. um so you you, you did that mm-hmm. and, and then uh let, let's see wh- when did the abby's thing start? Oh, okay so the abby's thing was last pilot season uh i uh got i was doing a self-tape i got asked to do a self-tape for abby's um are you in sweden or you're i'm not in, in sweden state? that is my preferred place for self-tapes <laughs> but not this time like you have to go to sweden regular old self-tapes I guess they're not as good though um (laughs) but it was just because like pilot season is such a crazy weird thing that I still don't understand that got so busy and then my agent called and was like there's no slots for them to see you but they want you to do a self-tape oh I skipped a step okay here's the step that's important to why I got to do a self-tape for Abby's was I did a short film for USC grad students uh Mm -hmm. that my manager just sent me because he's like a big believer in short films and how it's like you could be meeting the next who knows what and I'm like sure fine I just want like something to be in like I like performing and anything I'll say yes to most things um and this uh short film that we did was in the NBC short film festival last year and so I got to meet all the casting people and the execs there and they really liked the film and my part in the film it's called Pop Rocks and then so when they were casting Abby's uh they thought to call me in but they didn't have space at the casting office so the execs were like just send us a self-tape she did and we'll forward it to casting and they'll watch it because it's from us or whatever Mm -hmm. and so I did that and at that point the character of Rosie and Abby's was like a really tough uh Latina immigrant and so I did this tape as like a tough person uh Mm -hmm. and then I uh and then they called me in for a workshop with casting which was a thing I'd never done before but it was like during regular sessions like they were seeing people for the first time the same time I was going in for a second time I don't know it was weird but I don't Mm -hmm. get how Hollywood works but Tom you do you (laughs) understand Hollywood I understand show business yeah 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 uh and so I went in and basically I did the scenes for them and they would give me notes but not retape the scene which I thought was so strange they were like okay don't be tough anymore just be like how you would be and I was like okay and then we do the scene again and they're like okay that's great next scene and I was like I'm so confused uh Hmm. but I think it was because they already decided that I would test the next day they just wanted to tell me to not be tough anymore because they had cast Natalie Morales who plays 
a tough character. I and they see. were like, we can't have two tough characters as the regulars on this show. Right. So they wanted like Rosie to be like some sort of a wild card. They didn't even know what type of character. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll just be myself, I guess. And so. Does that throw you off when they give you that note? Like, does that, because you just practiced all month or whatever for tough sure, Rosie. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. that. But I mean, I guess if they say be yourself, that was what was freeing and made it easy was like, okay, I don't have to be tough anymore. You just want me to say it how I would say it. And then I was like, okay, that's easy. It would be, it would have been harder if they were like, we want her to be soft and sweet. Right. Okay. Now I'd have to channel a whole (laughs) different like type of a person in there. But if they were like, be you, I was like, great. I I could be me. Yeah. Be me all day. Uh, and then, and so that's how I got into Abby's because of the NBC Shorts Fest and wow. some execs that were like really pumped and were like, oh, Kimmy, I might be weird enough to fill this wild card slot. And so I got to test and then I got that job on Abby's. It was very cool. Yeah. I think that's the thing is people don't realize like, like the, those little things you do in comedy, like saying yes to opportunities, like, like, uh, you doing comedy sports. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people like they, they do high school comedy sports and then they maybe do college team, maybe not, but they kind of like push it aside. But I always think it's, uh, you just never know the people you're going to meet along the way. And you met Andy, uh, Goldblatt or Mm -hmm. Andy Crocker now. now. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Alexis Simpson. And Mm -hmm. they both sort of helped you, you know, and that's what it is. It's these relationships you build along the way and being somebody who's easy to work with. Right. Going with the flow. Cause that's you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when you got the notes to like read it differently, then mm-hmm. did you have to test a bunch? Like when when did they say yes, you have the role? Oh, okay. So I think it was the next day or two days later that was the test. And for NBC, since the studio and the network are both in the same place, they're all in the Universal lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they just do the test all at once uh sometimes they have to like tape it and send it to studio or whatever but this one was like all in one day and so there was a session in the morning with the director and the producer and the writer to just give me any final notes they might have uh and that was like at 10 a.m and then at 5 p.m was for like all the execs the test and so and then that same evening i got a call that was like they picked you and i was like oh wow that was so much easier than the time before when i tested two times and i had to wait all these times and it was just like very overwhelming and exciting and i was like on my way to herald rehearsal uh at my friend josh's house for our ucb improv team and then i was just like cool and then i got to rehearse and i told nobody <laughs> wow because <laughs> like, you couldn't no i could but i just am like really bad at sharing news <laughs> like, i like just got there and i was like it's a normal day just do your normal rehearsal <laughs> you're so humble oh my <laughs> it's God. like don't tell anyone don't tell. all right well I, you know when i taped i taped conan and i i had to teach my stand-up class that same night so i was like well i did it and then you feel like i should be like uh, you know out of a limousine with a bottle of champagne <laughs> but instead you're just like well, i gotta i gotta go teach my class yeah, now it's still just normal life i yeah. guess i think that's how you gotta approach it, yeah. it, it things shift so much in this business it's like you have to like you seem to have i don't like it feels like you just <laughs> you just sort of go with the flow and sure. you've sort of always done that yes. i feel like there's never I, I don't know maybe i'm wrong no i do it's easier that way also yeah. i don't ask questions so if i don't i just have to go with what's going on does that <laughs> so sort of figure it out it. as it goes does that come from your parents or do, the, do they approach life that way like no I'm, no <laughs> no they don't uh where do you get that from i don't know maybe it is just like no this is a sit this might be true or a silly answer. It might just be like doing improv and just being like, it's okay, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll figure it out. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that is a good approach. I think that's something I've learned probably from Steph uh, is just is just sort of going with the flow and like not worrying. Like I think so often we focus on, and I've talked about this before. You focus on like the negative stuff. You focus on well, why doesn't this mm-hmm. person use this casting director use me or why doesn't? And it's like well, no, you've got this casting director is using you yeah. or this actor or this writer does like you or whatever mm-hmm. instead of, you know focus on the things right. that are happening the positive things in your life and that just makes your life so much easier yeah um but it's very exciting this abby so you're so when it got well so when you got it yeah you're like well now it has to, i mean the process is it's just so insane yes all the steps and mm-hmm. just not of being at this moment like today mm-hmm. like must feel so cool but like it is the process of okay well i got cast in this pilot mm-hmm. i don't know if it'll get picked up right oh yeah then there's that whole there's process that. so this was last year so now you're waiting yes. so you've shot the you shoot the pilot and how do you feel it goes uh we shot the pilot and it was really fun it was amazing because it is a multi-camera pilot uh which is done in front of an audience which was cool for me who had done improv and sketch it's like the be- like easiest pathway right into tv right. It's home. still an audience there yeah it's home that's that's great are you able to react so does get having that audience there help you you're you're able to push things a little bit with the laughter because yeah. you're reacting off the audience yes and stuff? for sure and then we get like we get to do scenes over again and we'll get to do alt jokes and sometimes like on abby's we were able to pitch jokes ourselves to the writers and they're mm-hmm. like sure try that and so there's oh, still like wow. a little bit of an element of like we could come up with stuff ourselves and then surprise the audience with it um so that was always very exciting to just have a live audience there uh, that, that makes such a difference when there's no egos involved yeah they the, support the you writers guys. are yes. like oh yeah what do you have and it's like what do you have and it's like that i think that's gonna make this show really really good and, and, I think, and it looks so funny like i watched a preview you, yeah. of it and like i don't get excited for tv that much because there's just not that many really good shows that i love but i love that it's the same creators as um the good place the good yeah. place mm-hmm. which i love yeah and just like the a bar show and just like right. like wow this could be like better than cheers i it, hope so uh I, it just has that feel to it it's like she opens a bar in like her, her, backyard. her, backyard. her backyard she right. opens a bar in the backyard of a house she's renting uh-huh. uh, and it's an, Ill- an illegal bar because it's in a backyard <laughs> uh in san diego that's illegal honey mm-hmm. we've got to uh <laughs> i've got something going on right now in the back about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's basically the premise of the show, and it's about like the people that come to this bar uh-huh. and it, how this bar is its own community with its own rules. And uh, it's a place that Abby set up for all these like ragtag people in San Diego to come together. And it's just like that simple. I think it was like Mike Sure wanted to do, because he had done The Good Place, which is such a heady, plotty thing, right. that he wanted to go into something that was like just simple, just like about right. the characters and the people in one place. That's such a fun um. idea of just just a bar opening up in the backyard, and then people that just show up right. are yep. just like, doesn't yeah, it this capture is where I go. like where we are right now, like in I, a fun way? Sort of you know the independent I mean? spirit yeah. of like, well, why do Agreed. I have to do this? You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's like creating a TV show. It's like, well, I could just put this up on YouTube, or it's like, sure. who's to who's to say what television is? Yeah, you know? it's not networks. I can decide. Make my own bar, right? <laughs> yeah, like and also too, just to be in a in a show where you can just believe in it too. Mm-hmm. You know how like. All of those elements working together seem so hard and just really never cool. achievable. Yeah, I think that. Know? Yeah, that's. I think that's so fun. Is the uh, like what you just said about the the writers taking your notes? Like, oh, what do you mm-hmm. think? And I, I remember I went to a Seinfeld taping. Um, it was probably the last season, and watching them shoot an episode of how like 
they are they were so tight. I mean, this was the final season, so this was so nine seasons in. So yeah, going it was very, and going, yeah, yeah, and it was like two takes. Everything was two takes, and that oh, also man. helped with the audience because these tapings, like, they can last. They can hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours. How how is yours? Uh, we averaged. It wasn't that bad. We were like four hours for each taping which is mm-hmm. not that bad um but it is outside which is a thing yeah that's what i saw yes that's it crazy. is for real outside usually when a multi-cam is outside it's like on a sound stage to make it look like it's outside but we were fully actually outside like they wow. built risers wow. uh for the audience to sit in and they like paved camera lanes around our outdoor set for our outdoor right. bars so it, like you can tell I, in the trailer that like it looks like real outside like there's wind blowing in people's hair and it's wow. like wow. it looks cool I think it matters that it's actually outside but it would get cold for the audience so the fact that it was like four hours um they got blankets and we had heaters and we'd give them like warm hot chocolate and stuff so oh, uh, nice. I think the audience was like they were they were <laughs> with it they were cool with that's it that's awesome mm-hmm you should um, do audience warm up on it. Oh, audience warm. Is there should. an audience warm up? There is an audience warm up guy, yeah. Fire him. The no. guy <laughs> the guy that we had for the pilot would do jokes and like acrobatic tricks and then the guy we got once uh we got picked up and we're doing the rest of the series. I He was very funny, but I also felt he was cheating a little bit because he would just make the audience do all the entertaining. He would do like dance contests and singing contests. He doesn't have glasses, does he? No, he doesn't have glasses. Okay. <laughs> I feel I like, like that's <laughs> kind of the go-to for audience warm-up is like, hey, everybody, why don't you dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he was doing. Uh, and I was like, huh, interesting. Because yeah. the first guy, the pilot guy, like balanced a ladder on his chin and like juggled yeah, and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know that stuff. his name is uh, Ron Pearson, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, he's I've great. Shows with them, yeah. I, I can balance stuff. A broom on a finger. I'll I'll put you in, Tom. All I don't right, know if I anyone can, listens to I can to me, do a broom right now. I see a broom over there. You know I'll what? balance it Please for you. Please don't go. Please, I'm going Please to stay go. here. <laughs> we have to do this. Um, when is the premiere of uh, Abby's? Abby's premiere is March 28th, uh, 9:30. After Will and Grace. After right? Will and Grace. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you going to a lot of NBC parties? Uh, no. No. Oh, so far we only did the TCAs, uh, and that no. wasn't even Which a party. It was the uh, television. television Critics Association. It's basically like a panel where every reporter gets to come and ask questions and then write their articles at the beginning of every season. So it was like all the spring shows. Mm-hmm. Reporters would come ask whatever they wanted for whatever their articles are because we were all in one place. Um, and so we did that, but that was also during the day. No party. That's okay with me. I'm okay with, like, no parties. I'm okay with less press. You don't have a gown in the closet you're waiting to break (laughs) up? Nope, I'm not. No, no. That's, like, my least favorite part of this thing that we do called acting. Is Sophia going to stylist? Maybe Sophia could be your stylist. Oh, boy. If Sophia styled me, if... if, (laughs) I can't even imagine what I'd look like if (laughs) Sophia styled me. Here's a big sweatshirt. There you go. So funny. so, uh, So that's awesome. And then... Uh, so it premieres in March, mm-hmm. and then uh, and is it thirteen episodes? It's or ten. Ten episodes. Mm-hmm. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. And uh, anything else coming up on the horizon? Uh, nope. Other than that, I'm still doing shows at UCB. Uh, so sketch and improv uh, there. But are, uh, that's are you still in comedy sports? Uh, I am not. Well, I like alumni status. Yes, I'm yeah. uh, alumni status. But the, if there's a free Wednesday, I love going to practice. And Eddie will still text me when they are, and I'll be like, "Well, I'll show up if I <laughs> am free." But that's also <laughs> the night of mod night, so it sometimes doesn't work out. Right. Um. But I love comedy sports, and if I have time, I'll go. I'll yeah. always go. 
Is it is it just a crazy schedule? Yeah. With the, like just something every day? It's just in the evenings. Like my daytimes are, or even when we were, yeah, more now so. But my daytimes are just like pretty free. And then every night or evening I do have either a rehearsal or a show or something. Wow. Which is good. I prefer that. Yeah. Um, I would even like to have something during the day, I guess. I just am like, I just sometimes get antsy where I'm like, I don't know what to do. Stuff will get you a job at Fat Dog. You can uh, yeah. hey, get a couple on. shifts. Can you can <laughs> come barter. by, pet the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, and then do you have any, uh, what, let's plug your social media. What, oh, what sure. You, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Child Clown. Uh, and then I'm on Twitter as Child Clown underscore because some other freak wanted to be Child Clown. <laughs> I feel like NBC is going to say to you, look, we got to get rid of the underscore. Uh, listen, they already couldn't. Uh, like social media for NBC tried to verify me, but everybody was like, who is this person? And I think they were like, because your handle is not your name and the show's not out yet, no one will verify you. And I was like, it's okay. I didn't want this anyway. You guys right. told me I needed to do it. Um, but I'm not changing my handle ever. So Yes. <laughs> Cammy, yeah. I'm not going to change yeah. it. <laughs> Child clown underscore. That's yes. going to be like, you're going to inspire many young men and women to just I'm going to add the underscore to my Hell Twitter yeah. handle. Yeah. Start a revolution. Um, that's awesome. Any, any, do you have a YouTube channel or anything? Um, I don't. I mean, I do, but I don't put anything up on it. It's, I think it's just for like a character reel that I had to put up for some audition. And so I made a channel. Oh, my stand-up's on there from your class, though. Oh, cool. So anytime I need to send anybody a link of, like, proof that I perform, I use this YouTube channel. But I don't put up any other videos or anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see. Just So um, just I, I want to get your wisdom on life. Or uh, So it's the I'm a Rescue podcast. What would, what do you tell, what would you tell people? Uh, how, how, do you, how can you help live a better life? Uh, and what's helped you as you've, mo- as you've moved through this journey to get to where you're at? Mm, okay I guess what's mostly helped me is like a version of positivity where you like I forgive myself a lot for many things where I'm like it's okay that this is where I'm at right now or it's okay that I sound like this and look like this and like there's always a place for you the royal you the general you there will always be a place for what who you are and how you are I think nice Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great philosophy and uh, yeah. I think we're going to close out the podcast on that. Anything yeah, for me? Yeah, that's it. No, I was good. I was entertained the whole time. Oh, yeah, crazy. that's such <laughs> a great. Tracking up here from listening to you. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Can't wait. Abby's on NBC. Oh, watch NBC. it March 28th. March mm-hmm. 28th. 9.30. Abby's yep. on NBC right after Will and Grace. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast. Give us nice reviews. We always appreciate that. Uh, this has been the I'm a Rescue podcast. I'm Tom Clark. I'm Steph Clark. I'm Kimmy of Apornia. And have a good day, everybody, or night, whatever you're doing.